Okay, uh, today's reading is from Luke 1, 26 to 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will, will, will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled, be fulfilled in me. Then the angel left her. Christmas is all about gifts, isn't it? It's all about gifts. I don't know if you've uh, been going for the Christmas shopping yet. I don't want to stress you. First uh, of December, I haven't personally, but Christmas is about gifts. And Gabriella and Isabella just received a gift earlier on at baptism. They received the gift of grace from God. Um, but the thing is that that gift they receive at baptism, they, need, they will need to open it at one point. And if you receive a gift the 25th or 24th for French-speaking people in Christmas Eve, you will have to unwrap to open the gift. And this morning, our text is about the Annunciation, um, the words the angel Gabriel gives to Mary, um, announcing that if she's willing, she will uh, have the Savior of the world, Jesus, in her womb. And through Mary's response, we learn how to open that gift and how to open the present we receive at Christmas. So I just want to speak about five things this morning. The first thing is, what is this gift? Who is this gift? And then we look at Mary's response we just read. So the first thing, what is it that we receive at Christmas? Who is this gift? We just read, um, I'm just going to read again some verses. Verse 32 of our text in, in Luke the angel saying to Mary, He, Jesus, will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Verse 35, He will be called the Son of God. Verse 32 and 33, The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and Jesus will reign forever. His kingdom will never end. So what kind of person is that? with this um, attribute of eternity. It's God, the Son of God. 
um, at Christmas, we will, going, uh, we will celebrate the incarnation. So what the text is telling us this morning is that at Christmas Day, the gift we receive is the infinite that become finite, the immortal that became mortal, the omnipotent literally became impotent because the creator of the universe became a single cell, the weakest and smallest version of life in the universe. The ideal became real. The supernatural became natural. The metaphysical became physical. The invulnerable became vulnerable. The most holy became something you could hug. As we saw this morning with this baby, these babies. The impossible became possible. Nothing less than that. That's the incarnation. That's what is given to us at Christmas. Jesus, God saves us. Jesus, the Son of God. So what's, that's the gift we receive. And what is Mary's response to that gift? I believe Mary is the first Christian. She is the first to say yes to Jesus. And we're going to see three pieces there. The first thing Mary is uh, doing is that I think she's doing serious thinking. We look and uh, we read at verse 28, the angel went to her, to Mary, and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And the text says that the first thing Mary is doing is that she is analyzing. Because it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered. The word here, wondered, uh, comes from the Greek. As you know, the New Testament was written in Greek. And the word is dialogizomai, which means to logic through, to rationally think. Actually, it's even um, an accounting word in the Greek world. So some of us are accountants here, I know. But here Mary is taking an audit. She is really rational about what's going on. And she may think, is it an hallucination? Is it a dream? How can she make account of that? How can she compute what's happening? Of course, Mary is responding in faith, but it's a whole brain experience. It's not just intuition, it's not just heart, it's also rationality and head. She's thinking and asking questions. You know, when we talk about... Uh, the virginal birth of Jesus. Um, a lot of friends or in our society, in our world, are skeptical and they think, um, I can't believe in that. Back then, they believed they were primitive and they believe in these things, but I'm different. But I, I believe we are not different because Mary is reacting exactly like we would have done. She's thinking, she's trying to think logically what's in the world is going on. And we have to keep in mind that Mary, as a young Jewish uh, first century um, teenager uh, or young woman, have been trained to believe, never to believe that God could enter humanity uh, in, in that sense of being, becoming human. So she is computing the data. And this morning, the question is for us as well. How do we account for that? How do we account for that amazing miracle? Um, 
that is going to happen when Mary is going to say yes. C.S. Lewis, who is a very famous British-English scholar and author, said um, some years ago now, in mid-century, mid-20th century, the reason I believe in Christianity is because nobody is brilliant enough or crazy enough to have thought this up. C.S. Lewis was an atheist a professor at Oxford University and he think it through for a long time his faith before becoming Christian. Are we willing this morning to think about Christian faith? Are we willing to reason like Mary? The second thing Mary is doing is she's doubting and she's honestly and, and in a healthy way um, she's got these doubts. Because it's interesting when the angels is um, telling her what's going to happen, once again, if she says yes, her first response is how this will be. How this will be. So there is a process going on here in Mary. And there are two ways of asking that question, how this will be. There are two ways to doubt. In the Bible, there are two ways to doubt. There is a healthy way to doubt and a way that is cynical and um, just rhetorical. And sometimes when we ask ourselves or friends around us, how can this be? It can just uh, be a way of rejecting. It doesn't open to information. Um, some of us maybe this morning or we have examples in our minds, but they are the proud way, the cynical way, the coward way um, of asking this question, how this can be. But there is another way to ask that question, which is not cynical, but request for real information. How can this be? And this is a mark of humility and of bravery. It's brave to doubt and to doubt in such a way that you're really willing to listen for some answers. And so Mary here got this answer from the angel at one point, verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary got into that process. She is thinking it through, she's asking questions, she's doubting, but that kind of doubt that is open for answers. And last week, if you were there with us, we remember um, Zechariah, he had also doubts. He, was, he had also this encounter with the angels. He was uh, praying in the temple and an angel told him that his wife, Elizabeth, who was uh, very uh, old, would be pregnant. And he asked the same question. He was very doubtful, but cynical and closed. And we know that the angel um, just mute him strike and mute him for uh, the period of the pregnancy. But here, Mary is different. Mary is different. She is open to some answers. And that's the question for us as well. And, and we talk about Alpha. We just finished Alpha courses, morning Alpha, evening Alpha. And that was amazing to see a group of people, Iranian-speaking people, French-speaking people, English-speaking people, to journey during eight weeks and to listen to kind of an angel, Nicky Gumbel, and then having a group discussion and asking questions, doubting, thinking it through but receiving. But the first thing um, Mary's doing is that she surrenders. She said yes to God. She obeys. 
at the end of our text, he says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. You know, one of the most interesting things here um, about this birth is the parents, they are not allowed to give the name uh, to the child. Did you notice that? Did you notice that the angel gives the name for the parents? Parents are always allowed to give names to their children. Why? Because they're older, they are in charge. But Jesus is the first person ever born who was older than his parents. The angel is trying to say, you don't manage him. He manages you. You want him in your life, but you don't manage him. He manages you. Mary knows what's going to happen. She understands the cost of saying yes, the cost of rejection. She is about to have a child um, in a context, an environment very paternalistic, uh, very traditional society, in a small town in the, in the middle of nowhere in Galilee. And people are going to talk. They're going to think it's an illegitimate child. They're going to think that either she had sex with Joseph before they were married, or she's been unfaithful to her fiancé. But she says, it's okay. It's a life of disgrace, but I'm the Lord's servant. She doesn't yet compute everything. She's got doubt, but she said yes. She surrenders. She has questioned. She wondered, but she trusts God. Some of us this morning may have not yet surrendered to God. We may have some questions. You're doing the accounting thing, you're calculating the cost-benefit analysis. But here, what you're saying, maybe, maybe, I'd like to give my life to Jesus, to, I, I would like to give my, uh, the Lordship on my life, as, as we sang, uh, sang earlier, but I want to stay in control. Mary, at one point, she gave the control to God. She trusts God and she trusts the baby Jesus. So the last thing she's doing, Mary, which is really interesting, is that she then is advised by the angel Gabriel to visit Elizabeth, her cousin. So she leaves. She still has these questions. She's wondering. She says, yes, she trusts God. She's thinking it through. But she goes to community. She meets with Elizabeth. And next week, we're going to look at this uh, character, Elizabeth. But what is interesting is that it's, things are going to click when she's in community. And the magnific Magnificat, this beautiful uh, song, the first Christmas carol ever, sung by Mary, when she meets Elizabeth, comes in, in, in a way because she was in community and Elizabeth had a word for her. And the Spirit of God was there and the baby jumped into uh, Elizabeth's uh, womb. But just to say that sometimes we can have doubts, good doubts, but we need community. There will be a word. Each one of us got some gifts that we can share. And... She has to talk to Elizabeth. She has to process with Elizabeth. Almost nobody comes to God to a relationship with Jesus without community. It's so important. Once again, Alpha is such a great way to encounter people and God uh, via that course. And, and when she goes to um, Elizabeth, Mary, she found joy. 
It's an amazing song. We're going to read it next week, but I just wanted to finish with it because um, today we're looking at, at Mary. And she's so humble because when she goes to Elizabeth, she's not saying, I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah, the mother of, of uh, the Savior. An angel told me. But she comes in and visits Elizabeth and she does not take hold of this until um, someone else confirms what she received and eventually always there is joy. So Mary, the first Christian, the first one to say yes to God and to Jesus, to receive Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Mary, the one who think it through, but also doubts and let these doubts being open to receive answers. Mary, the one who surrenders, who say yes to God, but also the one who was in community and burst into joy and praising with the Magnificat. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the example of the Blessed Mary. Thank you that your word call her blessed. All generation. Lord, we pray this morning that wherever, whatever circumstances are in our lives, in our hearts, we can open our eyes spiritually and seek you. And if we've got questions, if we've got a thing, suffering going on or circumstances that are difficult, Lord, we, we want to trust you. We want to say to Mary, like Mary, yes. Yes to you, Jesus. And Lord, we know that in community we will find um, you. We will find your living words. In your name, Jesus. Amen.